Welcome to Make Today Count, your 60 minutes of fresh conversation served up to inform, educate and inspire your personal brand. I'm your host Ross Dean, in each episode I chat to thought leaders, influencers and experts in their game who all have one thing in common, the desire to go the extra mile, pushing against the status quo to create a richer life for both themselves and those around them. Powered by compassion and driven by the need to leave the world that little bit better than when they arrived. Okay, hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Make Today Count. An amazing guest for you today, coach and business growth specialist Phil Budd. How are you doing? Really well, thank you. Thanks for inviting me along. No, no worries. Um, you know, we find ourselves, you know, a lot of business owners in quite a, um, a strange situation. We have done for the past year. Um, and again, we find ourselves in a in another um, lockdown, the third lockdown here in the UK. And I, I got in touch because I think for a lot of business owners, you know, these lockdown periods have had some time giving them some time to kind of reflect on their business, maybe plan new things for their business. And I, I know certainly I have in mine. Um, and I think a lot of people will be starting afresh going forward as and when we're able to do so, work more um, in those areas where we can't work at the moment. Um, and I think business coaching is something that's, um, that people kind of think about all the time. You know, is it the right thing for me? Um, should I be getting involved? Should I have someone support me in my business? Um, so I really wanted to get you on um, to have a chat about that and go through some of those things because I think we can answer some really um, important questions for people um, and really sort of set the scene as to what business coaching is like um, when you work with someone. And, you know, through working with, you know, the colleagues that I work with, um, both locally, um, you're the guy to speak to. So I'm super excited about having you having you on today. Excellent. I'm looking forward to the discussion. So um, what I'd love you to do, if people haven't come across your work before, Phil, um, what I'd love you to do, could you just give us a little bit of background about kind of um, your background in business and kind of how you got to where you are today, please? Yeah, sure. So uh, I live in just outside Bury St Edmunds, lived in Suffolk for the last uh, six years. My business career if we want to start off with that, has has been really focused around sales and marketing. So Mm. we'll go back a little bit of a way. I started (laughs) off in telesales, developed into becoming a field sales, worked within logistics, worked for some large um, logistics and distribution firms, and then transitioned into um, senior account management and senior sales roles um, in the print industry uh, and Mm. print and customer communications. And from there, sort of then naturally developed into sales management, and my last role was with a large business um, as a sales director, um, managing a large team of, of sales individuals and, and developing them in terms of performance. Mm. Owning my own business had never really been a consideration. I had gone through the, the path of um, developing, like I say, my, my sales career, as it were, back then. Um, but a couple of things really key happened to me personally, which made me you know, sit back and reflect, which I think is often what happens to a lot of business owners um, or entrepreneurs as to why they set their business up, things change in their life and they really evaluate, do I want to continue to work for someone or or do I want to have my own business? And at the time when I was a sales director, I was in Bristol once a week, I was in Sunderland, I was traveling all over the place and I had a young family and I thought, you know what, I've got an opportunity here maybe to reevaluate and do something different. So started looking at what I wanted to do um, and there, there comes a challenge in itself. You know, what do I set a business up? in where's my natural skill set and someone had said to me very early on in my career that um, I seem to have a natural 
leaning towards developing people. Um, and particularly in one of my roles within sales, one of the key parts that I was involved in was recruiting and developing um, graduates into um, senior sales roles. And I, I loved it. I, I really, really enjoyed that, that personal development um, of them and, and also what it taught me in terms of my own personal development as well. So coaching therefore seemed a, a natural fit. Um, what I didn't want to do though, is just lean on my own expertise. I wanted a system and a process for doing that. And so I looked around at different um, coaching organizations and an action coach being um, the worldwide leader that it is in coaching seemed again a really natural fit to give me the systems and processes within coaching, but then combine that with my experience in developing people and also what I've learned along uh, along the way within business as well. So I've now been coaching in East Anglia uh, for coming up to three years in April uh, this year. Um, currently coaching uh, 20 plus business owners from across the region. And I also have a, a growth program for micro businesses. It's very close to my heart because I think when you're a micro business, getting to that next level can be particularly challenging as well. So I coach a wide range of businesses, businesses that are turning over millions and millions and millions down to businesses that are literally just starting out. So there's a real mix in terms of the type of businesses that I work with. Mm, it's really interesting that you say that, you know, a lot of the people that I speak to on the podcast, they have kind of this kind of aha or um, kind of a light bulb moment in their, in their kind of early life or their business life when it's just kind of say exactly what you were saying, how it just, you know, is this what I want to do? And am I best fit in, in some other sort of sector or, or area of work? And in those when you're working back in sales um, in those in those companies, were you kind of um, developing other people then within a sort of a, an internal team or how did you kind of, sort of get the bug really for developing people? Yeah, so we had gone through a stage within one business where we were looking at the type of sales team that we we were developing. Um, and I think all of, all of all businesses that have ran sales teams, you know, you can end up paying a lot of money for salespeople, but not necessarily always getting um what you want from those individuals, you know, just paying a high salary doesn't mean you always get a high quality person. And so I think that we went through a process of evaluating that and saying, well, you know, sales can be taught. Um, and I firmly believe that I learned that as a skill set. Uh, yes, maybe there were some natural skills that I had that made me successful in sales, but it was, was a skill that I was taught by some great coaches and great trainers and great leaders over the years. So it was in that process that when we started to define how you develop someone into uh, a good salesperson, I really got the bug for coaching and, and development because in that it was more than just telling someone how to be a good salesperson or mentoring them and showing them. It was actually giving them the skills for themselves to be able to do it. You know, and what gives me huge satisfaction now is when I still I'm still connected to a number of those people that I develop. Now that I've seen them develop into more successful mm. individuals, that's incredibly satisfying for me. Um, as a manager back then to see them develop now clearly I'm a coach in a, in a full-time basis but really back then what I was doing was coaching I didn't really realize it maybe fully at the time I didn't really fully appreciate coaching at that point but it yeah. was coaching excellent and I think you know as we said at the top of the podcast I think you know a lot of people are um, maybe starting businesses now you know due to the lockdown and they've had lots of time to kind of think about you know, is this the right thing for me? Do I want to branch out into other areas? Um, and as I say, you know, business coaching, I think is something that um, it's, it's people are aware of, but they don't really know sometimes as to what it really kind of involves. Um, you know, for your, I guess you're sort of elevator, elevator pitches at where, you know, if you're stuck in a lift with someone and someone asked you what you did, what exactly would you say was your role as a, as a business coach, Phil? So for me, very simply, coaching is all about 
unlocking people's potential to maximize their own performance. Mm. That, that is really what it's about. You know, it's about when I'm coaching uh, a business owner, yes, it's about coaching the business. Yes, it's about delivering great results, but it's focusing on the individual and the performance that they have themselves, but also the performance of the business to drive better results. So as a coach, by providing the outside perspective, you know, and a key part of coaching is in a lot of instances, not coming from the industry in order to give that true outside perspective. It's looking in on the business and looking in on that performance and giving the clarity to the individual that they wouldn't normally get if they were to reflect on that on their own. Um, so the outside perspective helps them get clarity, helps them get focus as to what they need to improve to get the results that they want. Yeah. And I guess as well, you know, you spoke about, you know, currently working with over, over 20 odd um, different businesses. I'm guessing in a, a wide ranging um, uh, group of different types of businesses. Why do you, do you tend, sorry, why do people tend to usually come to for you to help are they kind of at a key stage in their business or is it kind of one of those things where they've taken it so far and they they're not sure where to go next is there kind of a kind of a trend in that when people come and see you there's a real mix um, mm. and i like the variety some coaches create a niche for themselves and focus on a specific type of business or a business certain stage for me i love the variety so some of the businesses that i'm coaching are wanting to work towards a five-year plan to exit the business and that's mm. either to get passive income or to sell it other businesses maybe have got to that crucial point where they want to take it and really scale it. Maybe they're at like half a million turnover and they want to make it a multi-million pound business. Or some businesses might be even smaller than that, but want to grow quicker and get their results um, more quickly rather than kind of waiting 10 years to, to achieve um, what they want in terms of their goals and their dreams. So I think that everyone comes into coaching for different reasons. And I think that that is a really important part of the way that I approach coaching you know, my clients define the outcomes they want to achieve. Mm. It's not for me as the coach to define their outcomes. What I do is just help them get there more quickly. Mm. And when you kind of break that down into, you know, sort of the day to day, as it were, um, you know, I think a lot of people are not quite sure as to kind of how the whole kind of situation works. So what kind of things do you predominantly help um, your clients with I know you there you spoke you spoke about kind of I guess letting them guide you through you know where they want to be um, but what kind of things can you kind of help someone with if if they were to sort of work with you yeah I think the first point is defining what they want from the business yeah and so often when I talk to a business owner they've got an idea on what they want to achieve they don't necessarily know the reasons why and maybe it's not particularly specific as to what they want so yeah. one of the things that I do as a coach is help them get clarity around what's in their head and actually get that documented in terms of a business plan. And we spend quite a bit of time on this. I do this as a whole day strategy session. Mm. First of all, when I start off with a client, but I also revisit every year with my clients in addition to the coaching that I do to them. So clarity as to what we're trying to achieve, clarity for them personally. I think that this is also a big thing within business is that when you've been in business for four or five years, it's very easy to lose sight of the reasons why you went into it for the first, for the first, for the reasons, first of all. Yeah. So, you know, why in the first instance, what was the purpose of this business? What were you trying to achieve personally? And then making sure the business is aligned to deliver what you want personally. And often business owners struggle to get that clarity on their own. So that's one of the key components, first of all, with a client that I really work on is getting that clarity of purpose. We then create some clear goals. Um, for the uh, longer term, five to 10 year goals out. But then we bring that down to key milestones because one of the challenges when you have maybe big aspirations for your business is 
it can overwhelm yourself because that can seem a long way from where you're currently at. So if you're a half a million turnaround business, turnover business that wants to get to five million, that five-year goal can seem huge. So what we've got to do is then scale that back and say, right, what are the milestones over the next five years that we need to, to achieve? And then what are the strategies that are going to help you in order to get that? And again, what that does is bring clarity to the business owner and their team as to what they then need to focus on. Mm. Absolutely. I think, you know, that, that that first stage of just setting clear intentions, I think you'd agree, is, is just so important. And I think for a lot of people, especially if they've if their business is born out of something that they love, something maybe that, you know, has has prompted them to change um, careers, um, it, you know, they're sort of more interested in and concentrate in doing the thing that they need to do for their business, but not necessarily taking a step back and, and sort of looking at that bigger picture. How kind of sort of revolutionary revolutionary has that been for the people that you work with i'm guessing that when they have that that um, one day sit down session where they kind of plan everything out uh, they must have their minds blown a lot of the time i would imagine yeah and and, and it's a, i think when you start asking questions about what you want from your business as you get older it, it is it does become harder to answer you know i've got a mm. five-year-old son if you ask him what he wants when he gets older when you're <laughs> younger you speak real clarity around it you know life's simpler but as you yeah. get older and you've had setbacks you've had successes we use this terminology as adults where we kind of manage our expectations and we don't think that big. So it is a breakthrough moment. Um, and for me, the way that I work with my coaching is I'm very supportive with my clients as well as challenging. You know, for mm. me, it's very much about having my clients backs, you know, I'm there to support them. We're trying to achieve these results together. Yes, it is about accountability. Yes, it is about challenging. But at the moment, what a lot of people need is support and a good outside perspective to help them get their head clear of the fog that kind of with COVID and everything else going on can mm-hmm. blur their vision as to what they want to achieve. I think the other thing that is important to add within this is that I've always come from a commercial background. Coaching for me is not fluffy. It's It's got to have a very clear objective as to what it needs to achieve. And there has to be a very clear return on investment. Otherwise there's no point doing it. So mm-hmm. in defining the goals for the business owner and for their teams, what we're able then to do in a very objective way is understand how coaching is going to deliver a return on investment. So the client is confident when I work with them that actually this is worthwhile and it's actually going to help them achieve their goals. Yeah. You mentioned something really important there in in regards to the support that you give, because, you know, especially I think with people that start businesses on their own, um, and I know this from experience when I I started my own, you know, you know, a few years back in that, you know, it can be quite insular when you're working on your own. Um, And, you know, if you're, you know, if you're doing everything yourself, maybe you're doing the sort of the account stuff, you're doing the, the bookkeeping, you're doing all these different things. Um, it can be quite interesting. You, you don't really have people to sort of bounce ideas off or or get some sound knowledge off. You know, that must be huge for the people that you work with just to have that kind of sounding board. Um, just say, look, I'm doing this. I've got this idea. Is this the right thing for me? Because I don't, I don't think a lot of people, you know, have that. Would you agree? I would I would agree with that. And, and for me, coaching goes beyond outside my coaching sessions. You know, mm. it isn't kind of like, once you've had your time with me, your time's <laughs> up, you know. We're, I'm coaching to outcomes. I'm coaching a lot of instances to high growth, you know. So sometimes my clients will, you know, message me and say, Phil, look, can, can we just have a 10-minute call? I've got this going through my mind. I just want to get some perspective on it. And, and absolutely will do that. Or they'll send me something that they just want me to critique. It could be a new template for a sales proposal, it could be some plans around HR and organizational structures, what changes, whatever it might be. But you're absolutely right. When you are a single business owner in particular, no board around you. And if you start scaling a business and building a team, it can feel very insular. And, and let's be open about it. 
a lot of our partners end up getting sick to death of us talking mm. about the business, so we can't talk <laughs> to them about it. And, and often, because there's emotive emotion involved there, we can't always have a very um, objective discussion around the business. And so that very impartial view or outside perspective is incredibly valuable to single business owners. Yeah, I think I think that I think that's a very important point. I know that there's there's times when I've kind of come back and maybe we've been sat down for dinner and I was like, oh, I've got this really good idea for something. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's lovely. Sort of thing. A lot <laughs> of like, people this... relate to that. It's <laughs> like this is really important to me, you know. Um, but um, no, to totally agree. And and also, you know, with the best will in the world, friends, family, people that are close to you, they generally want you to see to do well. So they will give you feedback that's that's encouraging, but may not be the the sort of feedback that you need um you know for the for some of this stuff so you know i believe it's, it's super important to have that sounding board um, whether it's a business coach whether it's you know a networking group or peers that you have just someone to to kind of bounce some of these ideas off um what i'm hearing from um from what you're saying phil is that i think as well as kind of managing and being able to kind of plan the business going forward my hunch is that also, there's probably quite a lot of offshoots and other benefits that people get once they get involved with with coaching. And what I mean by that is, you know, we know ourselves that when things are going well in one area, often there's transformations in other areas. So an example might be that, you know, working with yourself, being able to plan um, their business more may alleviate some of that stress from them, may be able to spend more time with other people. And I think sometimes I think people look at business coaching as like, oh, it's just for the business it's and although that's the the kind of the key factor that's what we're looking at would you agree that there's often lots of kind of knock-on effects some really positive things that come out of both you know family life and you know time with friends and just freeing up more time that maybe they wouldn't have had before absolutely um and their personal relationships improve because one of the things that I do within my coaching is there's kind of two parts to my coaching there's the transactional side which I would describe as being the things that are going to help grow the business, okay? The things that are going to help set proof sales, marketing operations. The transformational side is more about the, the transition the person goes through as an individual mm-hmm. and the behaviours and, and how they change. We start to get more control of their time. They're more present with their family. This absolutely has a knock-on effect with their partners. And one of the things that I, I encourage is when I'm doing the strategy day with my clients once a year is we actually get their partners involved in the day and the reason being in that is that if we're defining personal goals for the business owner, their partner needs to be part of it. And often mm-hmm. what I see with business owners is because the business is often run by the business owner, their partner might be a, a silent director. The partner can feel a little bit isolated from the business as to why their partner's spending so much time in the business. And there can be a bit of a disconnect. So mm-hmm. by bringing the partner into the discussion about coaching and getting clarity about what we're trying to do with this business that creates a tighter unit in their relationship as well. You know, I'm not, I'm not a relationship counsellor or marriage <laughs> counsellor, just to be clear. But for me, absolutely, business for me should give you more life. And so when I get messages from my clients saying that, you know, they've had a great holiday with their family that they've not had before prior to coaching, that gives me a huge amount of satisfaction because the business is a mechanism to give them more for them and their families. That could be more financially. That could be more in terms of time. So you're absolutely right that, coaching isn't just about making a better business it's making a better business that's going to make them a better person and have a better life yeah i think that's that's huge you know that communication especially if you've got a partner or 
um, you know, husband or wife or whoever you have at home, you know, that those times when you, you, you have to go and work a little bit later, you maybe you're back later from the office, maybe you've got to work a weekend sometimes. And with the best one in the world, I think in that moment, you give your best response as to why you have to do that or why you believe you need to do that. But sometimes it's not communicated in a way where if you had the time to step back and communicate it more, more openly and freely, um, you know, sometimes we just don't, doesn't come out. It's just like, Oh, I just need to do this now. And uh, I think, you know, that communication is, is, is so key with, you know, the people that you love. And, and like you, you say, you know, getting these ducks in order in one area often alleviates so much stress in other in, in other areas you know for example you know in my own situation um i know that when i started to look after my own health and fitness more everything started to change in other areas and it was really interesting it was one of those things that i'd been putting off for, for ages and you know that kind of we moved towards um pleasure and away from pain and you know and um it was just one of those things that once i started to get in that momentum once i started to work with someone that was um you know a leader in their field that knew what they were doing um everything in, in other areas started to change you know confidence grows you know other things start to grow and you must see that in the people that you work with as well it must be really nice to see you know some people kind of flourish as they kind of move through you know the coaching with you absolutely and for a lot of the co- clients i've been coaching now for for a number of years you know they they're now transitioning to a coaching mentality themselves which for mm. me is really important as a leader and as, and as a as a manager that you know, the, the skill set that coaching teaches you is the ability to get people to be an independent of you as a business owner. And, and this is a key challenge that a lot of business owners experience is that even if they get to a reasonable size of the business, they're still the business still very much reliant on them. They may have a team around them, but the team are reliant on them. And the way to transition out of that is to develop a coaching habit as a leader. And so what's really satisfying to see is a lot of my clients are becoming great coaches. You know, they're developing mm. their team in a different way. They're not just giving instructions and telling them what to do. Mm. They're asking them better questions. And as a result of that, the, the owner's getting more time. That business is truly getting to a point where the business works without them, which again is, is incredibly satisfying to see. Yeah. And I think also as now what's different, different now than maybe, you know, 10 or so years ago is that, you know, these small business owners are effectively their own media companies. They're, they're their own brands as well. So there's that also you know that confidence that comes with that you know for someone working on their own they have kind of a duty to be the face behind the business of what they're doing and and the way the media works now in that there's you know so many of these rich different avenues where they can kind of show um who they are and what they are that's very different um than maybe how it was 10 20 years ago in that you know we could we could go about our business we could we could we could be a, a business as it were and it was it wasn't so much sort of client facing in that way do do many of your clients have sort of challenges with some of that sort of stuff being the kind of face for the business and what they do it, it can happen i think that it can happen a lot particularly with marketing agencies mm. um particularly when people want to deal with the owner of the business or the founder of the organization it is a mindset shift that I do coach my clients through and it is a case of letting go mm. you know, because for me, ultimately, you know, the definition of any business is when it works without you, that ultimately, you know, otherwise what you really have done is created self-employment for yourself. You've in effect yeah. left a company, yeah. built a yeah. business, but then got yourself a job within the business. And mm. that for me is not really the definition of what a business is really about. So there is a transition period to go through. 
um, and acceptance that the business needs to be bigger than just you as an individual. Mm. Branding is really important. And we see that on social media in terms of having that personal brand out there. Mm. Uh, and that's true. A lot of people that become successful within business, you know, often they're posting on social media about their experience in business and that does attract business and customers. But we've got to bring it back to the core of what we're trying to build here and yeah. build an asset, a business that ultimately one day you can sell or delivers you passive income. And the only way that's going to work and get its true value is if the business isn't solely reliant on you. Mm. I guess that's a bit of a, again, a bit of a mind blowing moment for people because I think a lot of people just think that, you know, they perform a role in their business and they will go about that, you know, for until they retire. And, and that's kind of like how life is. Is it, is it something that people kind of think about or is it something that you've found that, you know, you have to kind of educate and nurture them through that? Cause it's, it's quite a different way of thinking, isn't it? It is. You do need to support a client through that because that is letting go is hard. You know, mm. it should not be underestimated. It isn't about just saying to a client, coaching through it and say, you need to let go. And suddenly they let go. This is a process. You know, when you created a business and you cared for it and you put your life savings into it and you've gone through adversity, dipped into overdrafts, whatever it might be, you know, put mm. your house on the line. You know, there is <laughs> yeah. an incredible emotional attachment with running a business. So there is a, there's a process of really untangling that and getting the clarity to view business in a different way. And, and some don't want to view it that way. And, you know, that's, that's perfectly fine. If they want to have a business that is more like a lifestyle business where it is reliant on them, then, then that's their objective. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me as a coach, it, it is about trying to bring them out of that and trying to change that mindset if that's what they want. I want to talk about um, trust, Phil. Um, because I think for anyone that's starting a business or going through the early stages or, uh, you know, maybe at different stages in their business, if they've been working on their own predominantly or maybe in a small team, there's a huge amount of trust, I think, that um, especially in those first stages of letting people into the business. You know, it's something maybe that we've um, we've struggled through you know, with the best intentions, but maybe it's not working out for us. Um and bringing someone in, especially at the level of kind of like a business coach, where I'm guessing that, you know, it's, it's opening them up to the information around the business, all the all the back information. Um, how do you kind of talk to clients about that? Because I'm guessing that a lot of people initially may have some reservations around, you know, maybe a little feel a little bit uncomfortable about starting to share that information with someone else where they haven't done it before. Yeah, that's a really interesting question. In a lot of instances, before I work with a client, they've already had quite a lot of interaction with me. Mm. And what I mean by that is uh, they would have attended some of my webinars, maybe been to some of the events that I've I've run, watched some of the stuff on my YouTube channel, or seen what I've done on social media. Mm. I think you start to build trust that way. But before I take a client on, we, 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 we spend quite a bit of time with each other, actually agreeing whether there's a good fit. You know, I'm not I'm not everybody's cup of tea and I'm, I'm fine with that. And I mm. encourage people to make sure they have a coach that is the right fit for them and their business based on where they want to go. Um, and a key part for me personally, when I'm looking at potentially taking on a new client is whether I really care about their business. And for me, that's a really important part because mm. as a coach, yes, it's about being independent from the business and yes, it's giving an outside perspective, But when I go into a working relationship with a business, I really want to care about their goals and I want to care about what they want to create. Um, And that in itself, from businesses that I work through and some of the feedback that I've received really comes through. You know, some of the testimonials that I've had and feedback has been, you know, Phil really cares about our business. 
Mm. And that for me is a really important part of being a coach. You know, yes, um, it's about getting the results, but I, I want to see them achieve that. You know, I'm in their corner. And so within the process that leads up to them, a, a, a potential client becoming a client, that needs to come through. They need to feel comfortable that actually, you know, Phil has got my back. I can sense it. And then we've got some other things around that that we can do practically if there's any um, concern, which is around non-disclosure agreements. Um, mm. I don't I don't share information about my clients outside within the outside in the business community unless they give permission to do so. Some clients are, are very kindly shared their success stories, but I don't share openly who I work with. And for me, that's an important part, you know, because I need to maintain that trust and integrity within the business community. I think trust is not to be underestimated within a working relationship. Um, so I think it is an important question to ask. I think it's something you feel that then has to be substantiated with some of the other things I've mentioned today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think you touched upon it there in that it's just, you know, I think for a, for a lot of people, you know, I guess, I guess if it forms part of that, those sessions when you're sitting down with someone seeing what their, their clear goals are and it's it's clear from having the conversation with you today feel that you know that kind of connection to your clients is huge and I think we can all agree with that you know if we're we all have you know inquiries come through from clients when sometimes it's not a good fit and it's being okay with that and sitting with that and 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 thinking that you know am I the best fit for this business and it's okay if you're not you know um you know I have this conversation with people you know, with the people that I work with when they're maybe in the first stage of business and they're, they're busily trying to, to work with everyone that they can, um, when they're not maybe taking a step back and sort of thinking, am I the right best fit for this person? And if I'm not, is someone else a better fit for them? It's perfectly okay to, to go through that and, and, and kind of be comfortable with that. Um, I think the other thing, if I can jump in. Yeah, yeah, of course. Another thing I was going to add to that is the importance as a coach of not judging the individual. I think that's another key way you build trust because there's nothing worse than raising a difficult subject or something you're concerned about. And then the other person then judging you for it, you know, that, that, that means that you're approachable as a coach. So one of the things really important is that, you know, it's not about my view, my view and my, what I would do is completely irrelevant in the situation. It's about what's right for the client and you've got to remain independent. Sometimes clients will ask me for my view and I'm not the type of coach that will constantly ask questions and not give their view if they ask for it i will give it but yeah it's making sure that you're remaining impartial and not judging the individual because that will break the trust yeah definitely so we've spoken about trust and i, and I think for that's a question that i i think often comes up when people when they're sort of maybe considering um business coaching um are there other kind of kind of misconceptions or preconceptions that people have around business coaching um maybe you know, in the conversations that you've had with people earlier on, their preconceptions of what they think it's going to be like versus actually what it is like. Have you come across those at all? I'll share some of mine and I'll, mm. I'll be really open and candid about it before coaching. Mm. I really didn't become a coach because of some of my preconceptions. Mm. Uh, I thought that coaching was sometimes about individuals that can't do, but like if you can't do teach scenario, I don't mean that disrespectfully. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, people that can't run a business basically become a coach and try and tell other people how to run it. So I had that uh, preconception myself. Um, I think that the other preconception is that um, one size fits all type approach that what I do with every client is the same. That's, that's not the case. Um, Sometimes I think people can feel that coaching is a bit like business therapy. Yeah. Uh, 
and look, there is an element sometimes where you're talking to clients in a very confidential way about some of their concerns where you, you, you're not going into that therapy type mode, but you are providing a bit of a sounding board. But it's certainly not that. I know where my skill set lies and um, it's certainly not as, as a therapist. So I think that there's, there's elements where people feel it's like therapy, counselling, that mm. sort of thing. Keep asking the question why. Um, and it's it, it, that kind of feel to it. Some... Uh, some have grasped what coaching is. I still think that actually not that many people are aware of what coaching is really about. Yeah. Uh, it's surprising actually that, you know, when I talk to businesses for the first time, I say, have you come across coaching? And sometimes they've, they've never come across it still. So I still think there's quite a lot of education for us as coaches. And I include the whole coaching community in that, in terms of providing awareness about really the value of coaching and what it's really about. Mm. Um, so they're, they're kind of some of the sort of preconceptions I would say that have been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think when people meet you for the first time and sort of understand my style and what I'm about, uh, a lot of those quite quickly go away. Yeah. And I guess also that, you know, through those conversations that you have in those early stages, um, you know, some of the reasons why people want to work with coaches is to help them navigate through maybe through blocks that they have in, in different areas. Um, which sort of what ones of those have you come across before i'm guessing things like i know coaching maybe too expensive too expensive for me i can't afford coaching um you know we've spoken of before about i don't want to share a business with you know a stranger or someone coming in are there any kind of common blocks that kind of people have um i guess uh, reservations initially about working with the coach i think one of the reservations that people have but they don't always acknowledge um but certainly i can sense it when i'm having a discussion with them is the piece around personal development and about being uncomfortable during learning. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the blocks that that often happens with people not wanting to consider coaching or maybe thinking about it but not going ahead, mm-hmm. is that this is all about self-development and, and business development. Mm-hmm. And I think that what we get used to as, as adults as we grow up is we like to be comfortable. You know, We like mm-hmm. you know certain types of destinations we go to because we're used to it we don't like making ourselves feel uncomfortable. And I think that that is probably one of the biggest reasons why people don't come into coaching, which is that actually they're quite happy with what they've got. And that, again, that's perfectly fine. Most people that come into coaching are looking to be challenged, pushed and go through a sense of uncomfortableness in order to have a breakthrough and and take their personal performance and their business performance to the next level. So I say that's one of the key things. I think in terms of coaching fee, you know, for my own business, I have a range of coaching programs out there for the very reason that if someone wants to be coached, you know, I have something that's available for what Mm. they need. And outside of that, if they want something bespoke building, then then we do that. If they want to be coached by me, that's the first question. The next question is, well, what's the right coaching for you based on where you want to go and what Mm. you want to achieve? And, And that's a case of then adapting the coaching program based on what they need. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, why it's so important, like you say, why you have these conversations before anything's put in place. You know, I think, I think maybe the, the, the misconception is that you will, you go and have a meeting with someone and you'll sign up on there. And then, you know, that kind of maybe think of buyer's remorse afterwards or that kind of thing. And I think from what you're saying is that it's so important and integral to have those early stages where you kind of sit down with someone and saying, look, this is what I want to achieve. Are you the right fit for me? 
and just kind of go through that and just have a general chat. I'm guessing what I'm hearing from our conversation today, Phil, is that, you know, you take a lot of pride and, and time in those early stages of, of getting to know a business. And I can tell from, from what you're saying that that's so important to you. It, it, it really is, you know, and I make it clear when I first get an inquiry through, I say to them, look, you know, let's talk about it. But if the outcome is that we don't work mm-hmm. together, I'm perfectly fine with that, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you realise that coaching is not right for you now, that again is a good outcome if we get that clarity for you. You know, and sometimes that could be, you know, in a lot of instances before I take on a client, I'm spending maybe two, two and a half hours with them, which yeah. I don't charge for. Yeah. In order for us to get to know each other, and they'll probably maybe attended some of my webinars again and seen what I'm like on that, what some of my client success stories and what we've done around that. So I think that that kind of getting to know each other stage is a really important part. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we get, like I say, get the clarity that I'm not the right person to work with them, that's fine with me. Um, sometimes those individuals come back at a later stage, sometimes they don't. But yeah. we've got to explore whether there is a good working relationship. And for me, it's a two-way interview process, really. They need to suss out whether I'm the right coach for them. I need to work out whether they're the right client and if I can generate return investment. If, if I'm, even if a, a potential client wants coaching, but I can't see how we're going to get that return, you know, I will say that to them because yeah. for me, my reputation locally about caring for businesses and doing the right thing for them, not the right thing for me, just taking my fee and saying I'm happy, mm. that for me doesn't sit right for me. It's about always doing the right thing for the client. Yeah, that's great. And that's really refreshing. Um, you know, to to kind of hear that response, um, because it, it's it's not the same for everyone, you know. Um I think, you know, there'll be a lot of people listening to this and they're kind of thinking, well, you know, maybe coaching is something that I want to kind of look at. Um and maybe it's something that I kind of want to have a conversation about. What kind of advice would you generally give for someone um when looking for a business coach? What's the what are good things to kind of look out for when uh, you know starting those conversations? Um I would say a few things. I would say, look at what clients say about them. Um, yeah. Look at independent people within the business community as well as to what they say about the coach. Sense as well what the values of the coach are, mm. what the principles of the coach lives by. Um, yes, you can look at things like qualifications, which I think are practical, but I think that the coach and coachy fit has to be around a lot of it about values and about are you aligned in, in how you're going to work together. So qualifications come into it, don't get me wrong. And just for yeah. clarity, I am a qualified coach outside of the experience that I've got. Um, but looking at the success stories, looking at as well the systems and processes about how a coach goes about coaching. For me, structure to coaching is incredibly important. You know, yeah. We have to have clear outcomes ahead of a coaching session. We have to be working towards a plan. We have to be working towards clear outcomes. And for me as well, getting feedback from my clients about how they, what they're getting out of coaching Mm -hmm. is really important to make sure that this relationship is working. That's what I hold myself account to. So I think looking at how a coach conducts himself around that will tell you a lot about what you're really going to get out of coaching. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's a great point in that, you know, just go and speak to other people that have worked with someone. It's the same for any business, you know, um, you know, I know that's you know the, with the work that I do, um, I direct people to other people that work with me because they're your best kind of allies in in that. You know, they have, you know, on the ground um, kind of like experience in what it's like to work with you day to day, and and that's the best kind of advertising um, that you can get. Um, 
also kind of for the kind of the day-to-day of, of working with a coach and kind of that process that you take someone through I just want to give a little bit of a um, a loose breakdown about what someone can expect so you spoke before about initially it's kind of those conversations around are you a good fit for them and, and kind of talking about the business and their aspirations and you know sharing your views as well what generally is the kind of the timeline going forward after that? Yeah so how it how it works is if someone wants to request a discussion with me the first thing is I, I send over a, a, an overview questionnaire that I ask them to complete about 20 questions that is for my benefit, but it's also for them to self-reflect about their business to where they're at. And again, starting to get them some clarity around what they want out of coaching. Also for me, it's a little bit of a mini test to see how serious they are about the process, because if they're not prepared to fill out a very brief questionnaire, I get a sense of you know how serious they are about yeah. really personal development and building their business. So after they filled out that questionnaire, we then have a half an hour call where we start to examine some of the points, what they've completed, some of the challenges, some of the opportunities, the areas they're looking to improve. And that, again, helps me to then think about, okay, what may be a certain areas of the business that we really need to focus on or focus on within them when we have our next discussion? So questionnaire completed, half an hour call. We then have an hour and a half session on Zoom where we go into specific areas that have come out of the questionnaire and come out of the call. So, yes, there's all areas of the business that we will consider, but we really fine tune it on some specific areas. So they start to get some clarity on not just where the symptoms of the problems are, but where the real root causes are. And in that process, what they're starting to sense is, A, my style of coaching, but also what we would cover within coaching if they became a client of mine. Now, in that scenario, once we've had that session, if in certain situations we need a little bit more time, depending on the complexity of the business and the size of the business, we will have both agree whether we need to put a bit more time in to agree whether we need to do that before they're making the decision. In many instances at the end of that session, you know, the hour and a half session on Zoom, mm-hmm. most instances people turn around and say, look, I'm ready to make a decision. You know, I get a good sense from working with you that, you know, you've got yeah. my back and that you're going to help me take the business to the next level. And, and in which case we then agree the coaching program is going to be right for them. But like I say, if we get to the end of that hour and a half, we need a bit more time to work out whether we're going to be a good fit to work together, then I'd rather we allocate more time than them rushing to making a decision and then regretting that they've they've gone into coaching. It has mm. to be about what's right for them. Yeah. And I'm guessing, you know, these over the current year, um, the past year, should I say, um, I guess maybe people think, you know, is it a good time to work with a business coach? Because obviously, you know, like we would do before, we can't meet in person, but you mentioned there about kind of using Zoom and that kind of thing. And, and, and I'm guessing that's worked really well with people's time. And it's kind of more convenient sometimes than, than, than meeting in person, isn't it? It is. And, you know, my business used to be all face-to-face coaching and I have transitioned mm-hmm. to Zoom and I've taken some valuable lessons out there as a coach, you know, that yeah. actually is much more productive. We can have valuable sessions. For me, the relationship still piece is still very important. So yeah. um, when we were outside of lockdown, I would meet clients and if it was appropriate to do so for, for lunch and we would still keep yeah. that face-to-face relationship going. Cause I do think that there's something in that, that we've got to maintain. Um, all of my clients get together as well. We have events throughout the year that I lay on. I, I do a gratitude event once a year, which is to say mm. thank you to my clients. And usually that involves a beer or a glass of wine. We can't do that at the moment. <laughs> so hopefully maybe we can do that towards the back end of the year, but there's a lot of other things that I do outside of my core coaching that I think is also important around building a business community um, and also for them to get other forms of education. So I I arrange for guest speakers to come in, some people that are quite well known, um, Mm -hmm. 
in terms of those authors that have written books. Um, and that, again, is all to supplement that personal development and learning process. Mm. What I'm hearing, Phil, is that, you know, you're a big proponent for community in that, in that sense, whereby bringing people together just has positive outcomes. And whether that means just one on one with yourself or bringing in the wider community of your mentees or or other people that are kind of shown as kind of key leaders in business. I, I think there's so much to be said around spending your time around like minded people. I think especially as, as business owners, I think we'll all agree that there are people sometimes in our lives that are, that are drains and some others that are radiators. And if you can spend more time around the radiators that we have, um, you know, it just makes so much more difference. Do you see that? And I guess from your own personal view and um, with the people that you work with around just the benefit of spending your time around proactive, positive people. I would really agree with that. And um, something that I cover within my coaching is, is how much you do expose yourself to negative influences, particularly during COVID, you know, how much of the news you're watching, what you're taking in from a social media perspective, you've got to keep your head in the game and you've got to keep it focused during the first lockdown in particular, when COVID was, was, was new to everybody, mm. I was running weekly group sessions with my clients on top of my normal coaching sessions. And I just laid it on extra because for me, it was about mindset, focus, going into the weekend, feeling positive. And that was an upbeat um, session that was really focusing on the actions they needed to take on top of coaching because that sense of overwhelm when COVID first hit was huge, absolutely mm. huge for people. And what I need my clients to do is I need them to think with clarity. I need them to be focused. I need them to know exactly what they need to be doing. And we've got to remove any sense of overwhelm. Mm -hmm. So creating a business community has been so important to me over the last two years, getting clients together and introducing them to other people within the business community. I'm Mm -hmm. a big, I'm a big fan of East Anglia, right? I've only lived here six years, but we've got (laughs) some amazing businesses, not just businesses that I coach, but outside within the wider community. And I think that business owners working together and sharing the success stories, last 12 months have been challenging, but there are some really amazing things going on in the business community at the moment. People mm. that are recruiting, building bigger teams, having great growth. We need to hear more of that, I feel. Um, and I think what that will do is help with that mindset even further. Yeah. I think also, you know, a, a sort of a, an interesting question would be, you know, for a lot of people, Phil, you are kind of leading them through their business. You are the person that's arranging these extra Zoom calls to make sure that they're okay, making sure they're on top of things. I'd be interested to know kind of how do you ensure yourself that you kind of can be there and serve in the best way that you can? Are there key things that you do throughout the day? Are there key things that you you know are good for you? tell me a little bit about kind of your journey through that and kind of what you do to kind of keep your keep yourself at your best that's a great question and just to be clear i'm a coach but i also have the same vulnerabilities as everybody else right so let's just be absolutely clear on clear on this um i have a coach myself and and some people i know i pay for that coach some people are surprised by that but to be congruent with what i coach my clients on i need to be learning myself and i need to be Mm -hmm. looking after myself yeah. So particularly during this um, lockdown, massive focus for me around physical health, how much I'm looking after my mental health in terms of exercise. I've freed up some more time so that mm. I can go for walks, get the clarity that I need to be on top of my game within coaching. Um, diet is a really key part of what I'm working on now as well. I talk to my clients around that. But the coaching for me and the learnings I take on, I've really stepped up for the first part of this year in particular and I'll continue throughout this year. Last year, I had a coach last year and I was on webinars myself, but this year I'm stepping up even more. 
because yeah. I need to give even more focus to my performance to make sure I'm maximizing my client's performance. So, mm. you know, as a coach, you don't stop learning. You don't stop looking after yourself. That mm. will affect, if you're not careful, your client's performance. And I think people, you know, people expect that. I think, you know, if you're, you're, you want the coach that's get being coached, you want the uh, photographer that's getting photographs done on themselves, you know, I think you have to, you know, practice what you preach in that way. You know, if, if you feel there's a benefit in the service that you offer, why wouldn't you be using that yourself? I think that's so key. Um, and it's, uh, you know, we've, we've spoken around what to look out for when, when looking for a coach or indeed any kind of service provider. Look at the way in which they value the the service that they offer and is it a part of their life? And I think that's really kind of key and a little kind of tip into, you know, to, to get some of the, the goodness out of this stuff. Um, you work with lots of different companies as we as we'd mentioned um and i'm guessing you've seen them go from point a to 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 point b and then you know maybe they're still on that journey without kind of mentioning names or what has been the kind of really proud moments for you um maybe with some of the clients that you work with those moments that have kind of validated why you do what you do um and some of those key things are you know evidently so important to you i'm sure there's there's a few but if you wouldn't mind just sharing a couple that'd be great yeah i think instances where you've helped saved personal relationships as a result of getting control of the business mm. you know i think we talked about that earlier the impact of running a business can have on a marriage and, and, and relationships seeing instances where coaching has had a positive impact personally there you know is i'm a family man myself i'm married i've got a young family you know, nobody wants to see a family ripped apart as a result of running a, a running a business. So I think the instances where, you know, coaching has helped, uh, maybe as a byproduct, but certainly had an impact on it, I think is incredibly valuable. I think that see personal development around behaviours and, and how people change for the better, which again links with personal relationships, but to see people then become more present with their family based on being able to switch off because they've got control of their business. Yeah. And then seeing people, you know, have those family holidays, you know, with their family, instead of being on the mobile the whole time, you know, they're actually playing with their kids and, and having fun and and drinking cocktails, whatever it might be. I know we can't do that at the moment, but Mm. you know, that, that for me is, I get such a satisfaction out of that uh, as, as, as a, as a coach. And then when you see the employment that is created through the growth as well, and Mm -hmm. I've been grateful to coach a number of businesses that have recruited a number of roles, even during the pandemic. That's great to see because that's having a wider impact on the business community. Um, so for me, that that's really what is the reasons why I love what I'm doing. Did I come into coaching because of that to start off with? Mm-hmm. I think I'd be wrong if I said that was. I think that yeah. I came into coaching because it was to help me with some of the personal things I wanted to do. Like that's just being open and candid about it. But what I've learned to love about coaching is helping people do and achieve the things that I have achieved through becoming a coach, you know, and that impact on being more present with the family. That's why I do what I do. And yes, business growth is great. Yes, seeing people double their growth, maybe go through 200% growth. But for me, it's the impact on what it does for them personally. That's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, that's so indicative with a lot of the conversations I have on the podcast and, you know, I can relate to that myself and, you know, initially what I thought 
running sort of and, and, and working with clients would be and sort of the benefits that, that will have the actual things that kind of get me up and get me out of bed working with clients today is is that person that maybe you spoke with on that first instance who you know in my in, in my example absolutely hated having their photographs taken and, and weren't willing to put themselves out even though you knew they had a fantastic product or service and that you know it's just screaming out for them to just step up to the plate and and do that and then you go through that experience and then you know they have a great experience and then you see them going off and they're doing talks and they're doing all this other stuff and it, it's, it's that that's the beauty in it and I think you're right in that it's not necessarily something that we we thought we'd be into when we first started these these projects or these businesses um but they're the real things that kind of lift us and, and keep us going especially through these times as well knowing that you're kind of helping people you know um and also it's not it's not just business related as you say you know everything that you just mentioned there was stuff with these knock-on effects these these enhancements to our lifestyle and our and our families and um and, and that's what's important sorry you're gonna say no, sorry to cut across you. I mean, I had a, a, an instance this year with a young entrepreneur, first year of setting up a business, uh, young gentleman, and, you know, in his first year, he's now taking on his first member of staff. Yeah. And, and, and even things like that, it isn't about necessarily just the bigger businesses for, mm. for me, but when I see that and particularly see his potential, for me, it's so satisfying because I know that he's going to be a huge success. Yeah. And to see that first process, and we all know what it's like when you first take your first person on it, it's a massive step as a business owner. I just get a huge kick out of that, you know, for him and what that's going to create for his family. So those emotions for me, that all comes about from a caring aspect as a coach, which is mm. comes back to wanting to see them develop, see their business develop and see their lives develop. So Phil, this podcast is called Make Today Count. Reason for that being is that, you know, my aim is that people will be engaged with maybe new conversations on topics maybe they haven't mentioned or haven't spoken about before um, and get a sense of, of what it's like and then maybe they might want to go and, and pursue that um, and take on those tools those mindsets those that information um and the, the role of the podcast was that through these conversations we could they could be actionable content which then the next day if they want to go and take this further um, they can do that um i know that for a lot of these things it's it's especially with coaching it's such a wider subject but if someone's listened to this and they think you know maybe you know coaching is something that I want to do what would you kind of say would be a good kind of first step that they could take tomorrow not maybe to take action but just to maybe get them in the right mindset to start those conversations what would you say think back to why you set the business up in the first instance Hmm. take the time out to reflect and say what was I trying to achieve when I first set this business up because I said earlier on you can easily forget that so I think, first of all, create some reflection. Then think about, is that still your goal? That first purpose you had for setting the business up, is that still your goal or has the goal changed? What is it you're trying to achieve? What are the values that are really important to you? What is the business trying to enable? And I think that when you get perspective on that, you can then start to understand, actually, I've got a really big goal here and I'm not sure how to achieve it. And that's maybe then the time to have a conversation with me or a coach to then talk about how you're going to get there. It could be that you've already achieved what you've wanted, set up to do, and you're happy with that. In which case, there might be no purpose in speaking to a coach. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I firmly believe that not everybody needs a coach. It fundamentally is down to where you are now, where yeah. you want to go. Do you need to not get in there? And do you want to get there quicker? Because that's what coaching enables. Yeah, definitely. 
So Phil, your your um, you know supporting the businesses that you work with at the moment um, through the pandemic. I'm sure there's lots of ties in with that. Um, what else are you kind of working on at the moment? Anything that people can kind of look out for um, yeah. going forward? Yeah, so I'm running um, two webinars a month that are completely free. Um, you haven't got to come into a coaching program with me. Um, we've got uh, one coming up um, next Friday, which is all about stop boring your team with long, unproductive meetings, which I think is an interesting <laughs> title in itself. We've all done more meetings on Zoom than ever before. Um, and those we vary the topics, but some of them will be around how you manage your time. Some of them will be around sales, marketing, team development, culture, productivity, that sort of stuff. So um, anyone's able to come along to those webinars. They're on my LinkedIn profile. I mention them across or yep. um, you can get in contact with me directly um, via LinkedIn or, or any other social media platforms, and we can send you a regular newsletter to get you invited to those. I've also, um, I'm also about to um, relaunch the micro growth program. We've had two cohorts this year, and I'm about to launch a new one in April. That's specifically for micro businesses. That's a group coaching program. So we're developing that. And then also we've redefined something that I've been doing for quite a while, which is quarterly planning sessions which my one-to-one clients come, but also those that aren't in a regular coaching program can come along to as well. And that's the ability to come along once a quarter, get clarity around your goals for the next quarter and build a plan. So we're working along, along, along that, those lines at the moment. And um, I'm also working with a number of partners around laying on some um, speaking slots. I do work with um, New Anglia Growth Hub and I also do work mm. with Federation of Small Businesses where, again, it's all about providing some free business education to support the community amazing and i'll put all those um links in the show notes as well so if you listen to this and you want to get involved um you can click through there um best place to find you online would it be kind of your your website or where's the best place to connect with you phil i'd go linkedin so contact me on linkedin you can message me directly that comes through to me um and then my pa can manage that in terms of if we need to set a discussion up so the best route would be linkedin um if you want my email address it's philipbud at actioncoach.com um, and that would, that would be the two ways. So getting in contact LinkedIn or emailing me direct at philipbardactioncoach.com. Perfect. You know, you mentioned it before when you're speaking about your community and how you like to bring people together for, in, in gratitude. Gratitude is hugely important to me. And it's like, you know, how I like to end each podcast. Um, so Phil, just to say thank you for your time today. Thank you for all the work we do in the world. We have um, mutual friends and colleagues, which I know have, 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 have had so much of a great experience from working with you and and the work that you put in the world so thank you for that and just thank you for your time today it's been really great to speak to you great talking to you too so guys i hope that's been a good conversation for you again if you've been thinking about um, business coaching um i hope that's kind of sparked some things inside of you and maybe it might be the right thing for you or maybe at another time um but like i say if you want to get involved with phil, with phil you can find all the links on the show notes page um also if you haven't already done so i'd love you to leave us a review so wherever you listen to this podcast be it spotify or itunes or even on your um echo dot on your amazon alexa please um do so and also if you'd like to um you can get in touch with either both phil or myself you know what has been prevalent in this conversation what has been that kind of spark moment that you've you've really noticed um, from the conversation today would love to hear your thoughts so so please do get in touch and also if you're looking for a proactive forward-thinking area of the internet where you want to learn and build a, a personal brand to be um, proud of um, head over to the elevate community over on facebook we're a small but well-formed team of people from all different areas of of business um, who really want to push themselves and really want to create um, an amazing brand but until next time i've been ross dean this has been make today count and i'll see you soon take care bye-bye 